and welcome to Let's Manifest That. This is Cody. And this is Sydney. And today we're talking about a secret. Secret. You finally get to know one of them. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> one of them. Dun, dun, dun. Do you want to hear a little song? Yeah. One, one of, of us is pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> Can you guess who? I forgot what the second part of the song was. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and we'll get to that in a second. But first, suspense. <laughs> stay tuned to find out. But before we get into that stuff, I want to talk about this Netflix show we were watching. <laughs> what a weird transition. <laughs> okay. I just want to mention it really quick because I think it could be a cool podcast topic in the future, or at least like part of like a bigger, bigger topic. But mm-hmm. I think we should definitely talk about it. Um, the Sinner, if you guys haven't seen it, The Sinner on Netflix is actually really good. I thought that I wouldn't like it until I started watching it. We're on the third season, and I don't want to give too much of it away, but it has a lot to do with, like, intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. and, you know, how that plays into your mind and stuff. And I don't know. It's just I like the premise of doing something that a lot of people think about but nobody really talks about, mm-hmm. and it's, like, things like – um a big example that they talk about in the show is like you're holding a baby and in your mind you're like I could just drop this baby mm-hmm. and this baby could die or like something could happen mm-hmm. to it and sometimes you almost like not you almost want to but it almost crosses your mind of like should I just drop him just so I can get out of like this thought and stuff like that you know like so that comes up and it's like ooh nobody ever talks about that yes. stuff so the fact that they talk about it and it's like a huge premise of the show i thought was actually really cool because it makes it so creepy in such a weird way mm-hmm. i think we talked about a long time ago in one of our earlier episodes about like how i was maybe i didn't talk about this I but think you did i was it. convinced that there were bugs or like poison in my food mm-hmm. and drink so i wouldn't eat or drink and then i got i started therapy and realized that these <laughs> are just intrusive thoughts yeah i should eat and drink regularly but, but like it- I feel like not that many people talk about mm-hmm. intrusive thoughts because they can make you feel like you're crazy. Be yeah. like, am I the only person that thinks about this stuff? Yeah. And when I talked to my therapist about them, a lot, she was like, a lot of people don't want to talk about them because they're, oftentimes they're violent or sexual. Mm-hmm. And those are – you don't want somebody to think that you're like yeah, a pervert or like – but sometimes like thoughts just come into your head yeah. and you're like, oh my god. Like I've never <laughs> wanted to hurt anybody, but there's mm-hmm. times that you're like – I could just stab this person in the leg. I think that all the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm like, yeah. what? I should just murder somebody. Like, and you're like, you don't want to murder somebody. Yeah. But like, you could. Yes. You're and like, that's I could. On, like, it's in your thoughts of like, I could actually do this. I don't yeah. want to. Like, I would never. I'm too much of a big baby person to like ever even get also, close it's too to much work. That, but yeah. Murdering someone sounds like so much work. A lot I of never physical exertion, a lot of covering it up afterwards, a lot of lying about stuff afterwards. Yeah, I would be so sweaty constantly. It would be <laughs> the dead giveaway of Somebody like, why would are look you at me so wrong, sweaty? and I would be like, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Pools of sweat just dripping down. Uh, okay, so anyway, let's move on from murder to who's pregnant? Who is it? <laughs> Do you have your guesses picked? <laughs> It's me. It's Cody. <laughs> I just admitted last week to having $38 in my bank account. Like, could you imagine? I can't. You know, it happens, man. It does. It Lots happens. of people do. And no shame. Like, more power to you. But, like, no. I just don't know how. We went to a baby store today just to get an idea of what's <gasps> in the baby world because I just have no clue. It's all so 
expensive. Yeah. So expensive. Like hundreds and hundreds of dollars just for like one item that they grew out of in like three months. Yeah. I just can't believe it. We're getting like everything off of um, like Facebook Marketplace Mm -hmm. and from friends who have had kids and – once Upon a Child is like a resale store. You're going to yeah. find like anything new because it's way too expensive. A crib is like $600. Yeah. It's like a normal person bed. Like that's a bunch of mattresses for a normal, a, yeah. a grown up person. A normal person. <laughs> um, I could not imagine buying all of these clothes for my newborn when they're going to literally wear them for three months and then outgrow them. Shoot. Newborn clothes. They wear them for like a month. Yeah. It's literally. insane. Like thrift stores there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with those clothes you mm-hmm. wash them in some real hot water maybe add a little bit of bleach your baby's gonna be well maybe not i don't think you had bleach to baby clothes but you guys know what i mean oh shoot i gotta look up that stuff yeah so much stuff to do so much stuff okay but i also wanted to say just trigger warning to anybody who might have a harder time listening to things about fertility pregnancy i will be talking about some struggles birth plans high-risk stuff things like that um we might bring up like possible losses or something at some point so just if anybody can't or prefers to not listen to that stuff i totally understand but i just wanted to um put that out there because i know that's really hard for some people yeah i think that's only fair yeah it's to warn people that because it's a sensitive topic for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I don't think that that's talked about enough. It's not. Because <clears throat> so many people are so excited, and like, yeah. but there's a lot of hardship that goes into trying to have a baby. Yeah. And there's, it's really hard to balance. Because, like, I want to be sensitive to those people. Like, so I, I follow some influencers who were recently pregnant, mm-hmm. and they would post about being pregnant and having morning sickness and their fears and their hopes and how happy they are or how sad they are. And they would get so much hate being like, I'm trying to get pregnant and you keep throwing this in my face. I can't listen to you anymore. And she's like, that's fine, but I'm pregnant. I'm going to keep talking about this. Yeah. I do also want to let people know that we're not going to turn into like a parenting YouTube channel. Like (laughs) I, I will, am not going to have kids if now, if ever. So we're not going to, you know, but we're, we are going to talk about like this and we're going to talk about what it's like for Cody to have have a baby and raise a baby because that's mm-hmm. going to be a big part of our lives in the podcast moving forward. But <clears throat> don't be afraid. There's still going to be some crazy episodes <laughs> coming. And yeah, so. we're going to keep on with all the normal stuff. But I also just wanted to do an episode about this and talking about because I want to be super honest with everybody. I don't yeah. want to sugarcoat everything. I want to talk about how hard it can be, how hard it has been already, even how scared we can be. And just like making an honest approach of it. And with our audience, I think our audience is a good age where they might be thinking about some of these things or going through some of this stuff themselves eventually. So I just think it would be good to have an episode here and there maybe. Yeah. Like we'll probably have one after the kid's born also. Or I might bring stuff up now, you know, here Mm -hmm. and there to be like, oh, I'm this far now. Woohoo. But we'll see. Yeah. So let's start from the beginning. I don't want to talk about the beginning too much because I also want to talk about future stuff. This Um, is also a PG-rated podcast. (laughs) So how are babies made? No. um, I was like, I really thought you were going to go there. And I was like, (laughs) Miss Ma'am. So let's just start with, did I even want to have kids? Whenever I was way younger, I thought for sure I wanted a huge family Like by the time I was like 25. And as I got older, I'm like, absolutely not i could even cross my mind a few times especially recently as i've gotten older of do i even actually want kids mm-hmm. so like the older i've gotten i realize how valuable my time is how much more valuable like my money is and i 
want to have the ability to say, I want to go do this this weekend and Mm -hmm. I just can. But it still always worried me of, will I regret it if I don't end up having kids? And once I get to that point where I feel like I think I regret not having them, I might not be able to have them. Like there is, if you want to have your own biological children, kind of a timeline that you kind of have to abide to, which sort of sucks, which is one of the reasons why we decided to try to have a kid um, because of that timeline, actually. So I'm 31. I'm not super young. I mean, I'm also not super old. Mm -hmm. But as far as having kids, that is getting into the older range of things. And um, we did just get married. Brad has always known that I wanted to probably have a kid. Like, I've let him know here and there of, like, I don't know, not having a kid wouldn't be the worst thing in the world either. But he wanted to have kids at some point, too. So, like, we both knew that this was something that we probably wanted. As we were getting married and thinking about it, I always had a thought in my head that I might have trouble having kids. I've always had suspected endometriosis. My mom had it really badly. She had to have a few surgeries. And um, I just always had issues with, like, irregularity with my periods and stuff like that that can just lead towards having more infertility problems. So I took a hormone test that said, you have hormone imbalance issues. And basically the hormone imbalance issue that I had could mean that I would go into menopause early, meaning I lose the ability to have kids earlier than normal. And my hormones that help you get pregnant, like we're super low. Mm -hmm. So like I already thought I would have really low chances. And... As at that time I was looking into this stuff, I joined like trying to get pregnant groups. There's like trying to conceive groups on Facebook and stuff. So I'm like, how do you even do this? Mm-hmm. And like I Googled stuff and whatnot too. But it's a lot harder than you think. <laughs> like it's hard. And it it's so funny because you see all the time in movies and real life people say this too, I think, is like teenagers have babies like left and right mm-hmm. when they're not trying to and and women in their 30s try to have babies for so long and they can't do it yeah it's so unfair yeah there's literally people in these groups that have been trying for 10 years oh my goodness and they can't get pregnant they try these twenty thousand dollar treatments and still can't get pregnant so knowing that i had issues like we thought we gotta try sooner than later because this could be a 10-year journey mm-hmm. and i knew that once we hit I don't know, three years, maybe five years, that we were just going to stop trying. Like, I didn't think I'd be able to put myself through that because it's not like everyone – there's also a misunderstanding that trying is fun. Like, (laughs) it's not really fun. There's a lot of planning you have to do. It's taking tests almost daily. It makes it sort of clinical rather than Mm -hmm. like – I don't want to say it's not intimate because I feel like sex is almost inherently intimate, but it takes that – it takes away some of that intimacy. Yeah, it really does. And there's only a certain time frame every month that you can even really get pregnant. You have to be able to track when that is and like time things out and watch what products you're using. Use extra products. Oh, wow. Like, um, yeah, there's certain things that are like, don't use this because it can cause, you know, slower sperm or it can cause egg issues. And, oh, like what? Can you give an example? Um, Like certain foods and stuff so like you almost have to act like you are pregnant while you're trying to get pregnant okay like reducing caffeine reducing certain sugars Mm -hmm. taking a lot of vitamins like a lot of supplements and i was the only one that was taking the supplements but we were looking into supplements that brad could take to possibly help with things down the road 
just to help with like egg quality and um, releasing the egg. So just because you have a period every month does not mean you are releasing an egg every month, mm -hmm. which I didn't realize either. That's weird. Mm -hmm. The bodies are weird, especially when this is something that's supposed to be like the most natural thing in the world. Like yeah. but you need all of these outside things to help aid in that and like yeah it does become very clinical at that point and yeah no, yeah i was taking four supplements a day maybe five i honestly don't remember but four or five supplements and then you have to test like twice a day to see like when you are getting close to ovulating and then time things out and my cycle was changing every month so it was getting so frustrating and so difficult to try to figure out when when is the good time yeah and yeah. did you have to do that thing where like when it's all over you put your legs up so that you did do that yeah. i was just like i don't know if she'll want to answer this but like i'm curious if like that's yeah. actu actually a thing so a lot of some people say it's not a thing but a lot of people do it because at that point you're like i'm doing everything else mm -hmm. why not also do this thing or like i might not have always put my legs up but i would at least lay there and like mm -hmm. not move just to try to keep you know as much up there as possible <laughs> We're going to get real close in this one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. <laughs> that, while we're on the subject, the first thing Charlie said when she told him <laughs> that she was pregnant, he goes, you guys have had sex. <laughs> Ew. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. It's so weird. Telling people, that's like the first thing I think of is, mm -hmm. oh, they know what we've been doing now. Um, it's like one of those things where it's like a wedding you know they're going to have sex. And, like, when they're pregnant, you're like, I know what y'all been doing. That's nasty. Yeah. When, even, like, if somebody asks how far you are, especially early on, like, they can almost go back and, like, pick the day that you probably had sex. Had sex. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking, like, I always feel like I've been very open about sex and stuff, but there are times when I'm like, I don't know, this feels kind of private. Like, does it feel... Does it feel intrusive in any way? I don't I don't know if that makes sense or like not really. I feel like it doesn't just because it was for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like if you if someone was just like, I don't know, randomly asking me about my sex life, I feel mm -hmm. like that would feel intrusive. But like my grandpa even asked, Were you guys trying? And I said, Yeah. <laughs> it just felt weird, but like it didn't feel that weird because I'm like, you're trying to have a baby. Like it's mm -hmm. not just we were we've just been having sex like mm -hmm. it's it just feels a little different because of that and not that there's anything wrong with just having sex to have yeah. sex at all like sex is great <laughs> have more sex but if someone were to come up and like just ask me about that i think it would be different than asking yeah. me about trying to have a baby especially because sex means sex means different things to different people for some yeah. people it's do whatever you want have sex with whoever you want like it's it's mm -hmm. just for pleasure or whatever like there is no intimacy in it and for some people it's very intimate and like yeah so for some people it's very personal for some people it's not it's a it's a taboo subject for those reasons and mm -hmm. like not because it's shameful <laughs> it's nothing like that but yeah. it just means different things to different people which is why some people are asexual like mm -hmm. they just feel no sexual desire at all and that's nobody's business but their own exactly but yeah yeah do you know the question yes one thing yeah. I w another thing i wanted to ask <laughs> was like how did you broach that subject with brad like let's have a baby because yeah. you see in movies where they're so excited and they're like let's have a baby and then they jump into each other's <laughs> arms and they run to the bedroom like yeah i feel like that's not it at all no it's 
it's something that I've brought up with Brad for a very long time. Like I'm, I feel like I don't know if most people do this in relationships, but almost right off the bat, I'm like, I want to get married and I want to have a child eventually. Is this something that you want also? Because if they're not, then I don't care Mm -hmm. to pursue a relationship anymore because we have different, you know, futures in mind. So like I asked him that pretty early and then I just, we would just continue kind of bringing it up here and there. Mm -hmm. Like I would continue checking in. I mean like, hey, you still want to have kids eventually, right? Do you think around this time? Because like I'm going to be this old and (laughs) like, you know, just trying to find it out because he, I don't think he would think about it. And I think one of the things that helped is like really just being open about women are going to have a hard, harder time getting pregnant the older they get. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I care about and am going to have to think about. So I'm going to need you to think about it also. Yeah. And we've been together for almost five years now. Five years. Actually, by the time this comes out, we'll be together for five years. So it's been, you know, four and a half years of talking to each other slowly about it and making sure that we're still on the same page. Yeah. And then once it actually came down to it, it was, okay, actually the biggest thing was marriage first Mm -hmm. because I think once Brad finally got on board with the marriage thing because that was also years in the making of, (laughs) hey, this is okay to do. (laughs) Like, It was just never a big thing on his mind. So I think once we got past that hurdle of, oh, yeah, like we can get married and this would be okay, like get over that, I don't want to say like commitment phobia, but like – yeah. It's just a really big, scary thing. So once we got that over, I feel like having kids didn't seem as scary anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mentioned, hey, I'm also having hormone issues now. So if you want to be able to have a kid, we need to start sooner than later because I knew that that was something that he wanted eventually as well. Yeah. So it was a lot of talking over a long time and then eventually just being like, I'm in my 30s. I have hormone issues. If we want this, we're going to have to try. Yeah. It's you know, as uncomfortable as it is and, like, it's a commitment, but if you enter into a serious long-term relationship with somebody, I think you need to have the marriage and mm-hmm. children conversation. Like, um, I wanted to make it clear that I don't know if I want to have kids and I want to be free to change my mind. And Charlie has always been like, I want to be an older parent. Like, he wants to be, like, 40 when, mm, when right. he's a dad. And I'm like, well... That kind of would work because we are far apart. Not far apart, but, like, we're far enough apart in age where that could still work. Yeah. But I feel like men don't think about how fickle female bodies can be. Yeah. Like, men can stay fertile for into their 50s, maybe even 60s if they're lucky. Oh, yeah. Um, And women cannot. Like, like just to, like, further prove that point, like, my mom's biological dad is in his 80s and has a 16-year-old son. <laughs> so, like, men can stay fertile for yeah. a very long time. And I think just making Brad aware of that, because mm-hmm. he probably knew it, but, like, didn't really think about it, yeah. of, like, I am kind of on the clock, as much as it kind of sucks to talk about. So I think that was kind of an eye-opener also. Yeah. It's just such a scary conversation to have because, like, th- there's that fear of rejection. Like, what mm-hmm. if we have differing opinions? Like, where does that leave our relationship and also, I think you have, it's it's one of those situations where you have to confront your own self of like, why do do I even want this? Yeah, do, should I even bring this up if I if I'm unsure myself? Because I was unsure sometimes. Like I, I was almost I wasn't sure, but I was almost more scared of not than I was of doing mm-hmm. it because I really didn't want that regret later in life that I didn't. 
Yeah. And, and I think one thing that scares me personally away from having children is I don't want my children to be like the greatest thing I've ever done in my mm-hmm. life. Like I want to have many great things I've done in my life. And I and not that it's wrong for other women to think that at all. Yeah. I just for me, I don't want that. Like and I you're still you're still younger. Like I feel like I needed to accomplish things in my life first. Mm-hmm. Like I have a good career now that I've accomplished for myself. I feel like I've I hit a point where I kind of feel like I've done enough. <laughs> that like I feel kind of okay with this now yeah. but I needed to hit that point first and one thing that I always admired about my parents was that they didn't let children stop them from doing things <laughs> they wanted to do I don't want that either yeah if I want to travel somewhere I mean they're taking my kids or their parents can watch them or something yeah. but like I still want to live the life I want to live it's of course like that sounds kind of selfish but it is mm-hmm. kind of selfish like I do want to be able to still do things I want to do of course, I'm going to keep my kids in mind and I'm mm-hmm. going to do what's good for them as well, but I'm not going to stop them or have them stop me from traveling or doing yeah. things or accomplishing things in my life. Like, for example, I was born in April and then by July, I was on my first little trip <laughs> and, and I'm fine. I'm we, fine. We can still go to the farm. We can still yes. do all this stuff. It's a mindset of like, do you want to? Like, I feel yeah. like a lot of people think once you have kids, like, your life is over. But it only mm-hmm. is if you make it that way. And, like, this might be an outdated opinion, but, you know, kids were raised in way harsher conditions than <laughs> they are now. And they didn't have as nearly as many medical advances as we do mm-hmm. now. And I feel like taking your kid to the river when they're a baby is, like, I feel like there's nothing better for them to get some fresh mm-hmm. air and some... Just keep an eye on them. <laughs> yeah, put slather them yeah. in some sunblock, you know, get them one of those little yeah. sun coverings yeah they'll be fine just keep an eye on them rub some dirt in it they'll be exactly i grew up on the river i was always out there me too yeah Yeah. on that exact river too like it's fun yeah we used to camp like so the farm is on the same river and if you go back out and then like down the main road you'll hit where i have been camping my entire life that's awesome it's crazy (laughs) okay let's let's keep on moving okay yeah so we thought it was going to take forever to get pregnant because of my issues and whatnot. And then the month that I found out I needed to get my heart stuff checked out, they actually told us to stop trying. And then also Brad was laid off at the time. So we're like, okay, I I, I didn't see, I didn't know when he was going to get a job again. He was also looking for a new career. I'm like, you're going to start a new career. You're laid off right now. I need to get these procedures done. Maybe this isn't a good time to be trying. We tried one time before we were told to stop and then even then we were like uh you know i don't know we'll see how this goes one time like three days before ovulation which everyone says is like too far out we got pregnant (laughs) (laughs) it it, isn't that always how it goes though like uh i don't this thing needs to stop happening (laughs) boom it happens and you're like exactly (laughs) the other months that we were actually trying and planning and all that stuff nothing and then of course the month that we're like "Ah, i don't know it happens it's like if you want it too much Mm -hmm. like the it's it's not meant to be yeah but it truly is meant to be so yeah it's a good sign and it's actually like a lot of the stuff on like the trying to conceive boards is it finally happened when we stopped. And a lot yeah. of people say, well, stop trying and it'll just happen. But whenever you're trying, it's so hard to think about not trying. Yeah. But we were kind of forced to not try because of my heart procedure stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, well, that's the month. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and having all that stuff going on 
like at once is so overwhelming too. Mm-hmm. And oh, I did want to talk about so a while ago we were talking about like how our friendship sort of grew and bonded. Like we were hanging out one day and Cody was like after a podcast where I mentioned that I don't like kids and I think now what I mean is more like I don't like kids for myself, mm-hmm. but kids are fine just in general. But she was like, if I had if I if I were to maybe have a baby, would you still be my friend? And I was like, of course I'd still be your friend. And it was like a really like I'll always look back on that moment and be like, that was so touching and like bonding to me because you were trusting me with this information and also you were concerned enough that you were that you thought of me at all was very like (laughs) I don't know it was just very sweet and I was like of course I'll still be your friend like you'll still be Cody even if there's a baby and we'll still be able to do the podcast and uh we'll still be able to do all of these things it's just there's a cool baby here and I'll get to like toss toss those little puffy things in its mouth (laughs) that like dissolve I crave those things all the time. Bread loves those things. They're so good. <laughs> like the yogurt ones. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. But that was something on my mind. And I don't know. Like some people, some people will drop you once mm-hmm. you get pregnant or once you have a kid and they go, okay, well, we're done hanging out forever. Yeah. So, yeah. I just could never imagine that being like the line in our friendship is like <laughs> there's a baby now. Like absolutely not. Like friendships are constantly changing. And mm-hmm. I know a while ago we were talking about like, it's nice to make friends when you're in the same like league of life. Yeah. But like we've already have an established friendship. So we're not like trying to build this thing while our lives it's are in two separate directions. Yeah. Or we already have an established friendship. And like I think a baby will only strengthen mm-hmm. will only strengthen that. Cause I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm I'm like already got like I'm get, gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. It's gonna be a whole basket of things. I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited to see you interact with my baby. <laughs> and I think part of it is also like, I'm like, I don't know what to do with babies because I've never grown up like around yeah. babies. I was never a babysitter. Like nobody I knew had babies. And so I'm excited to be like, ah, what do I do with them? Because <laughs> lo- I have no idea like how long to hold their heads for. Like at what point can they hold their head up? I don't know. Heck, I don't even know. I it's it's really soon I think yeah I was I think holding it's after a couple months yeah I was holding a baby once and I was like do I have to hold its head and and <laughs> the dad was like no he can hold his head up and I was like well excuse the fuck out of me because <laughs> I didn't know how am I supposed to know or I'm like oh my god that thing's walking around and they're like yeah it's it's 18 months and I'm like okay. Okay. That is useless yeah. information to me. Yeah. You might as well just gave me the quadratic oh, formula. I have so much to learn. Yeah. It'll be fun, though. Yeah. And um, I, I said that by the time Charlie and I have kids, Cody and Brad's kid can <laughs> babysit my kid. It'll be great. Cody and I are playing Hunt a Killer. Go over there. <laughs> and I have a friend who has a kid that's a little bit older than mine. So I'm like, cool. Your kid can watch mine. Then my kid can eventually watch yours. Mm-hmm. It works out. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so how did I tell Brad? So um, it was actually on New Year's Eve. We were in the middle of redoing our bathroom, so that was fun. <laughs> and um, it was New Year's Eve, so I was like, oh, we're going to go over to Sydney's house later, actually, and drink some champagne and stuff. So I'm like, just in case, just in case. Oh, if you heard that, that was my phone. <laughs> um just in case I'm going to take a test because I would hate to find out that I was possibly pregnant and then I was drinking and all this stuff. And... 
I almost like didn't even look at it because I was so like this did not happen this month that I almost forgot to even look at it. Mm-hmm. But I, <laughs> it was sitting on a stool because we didn't even have a sink at the time. Um, and I just got up and I don't know was doing stuff in the bathroom and then just looked at it and I'm like, there's something there. Like what? Like there's a line there. Oh my gosh. And I, I freaked out. <laughs> but like I, I couldn't believe it because cause again, like we had only tried one time that month. And that was supposed to be the month that it didn't happen. I had procedures done to me that month mm-hmm. while I was technically, well, kind of pregnant at the time. Like I don't think things were like actually mm-hmm. together and working its magic yet. I think it was too soon, but that whole process is weird. Um, So the first thing I did was come into the spare bedroom and I like FaceTimed my friend to be like, do you see this also? Because she's had a kid. So like she's been there. I'm like, am I crazy? Like, do you see this? And she's like, no, it's there. Oh, my goodness. So I had some stuff ready. I had a like a book of like, congrats, you're going to be a dad book or something about mm-hmm. like, you know, things dads should know. And then a onesie that's you're going to hate this. But it's like the one where we had a baby from like, like friends <laughs> reference because uh-huh. Brad loves friends. So he was sleeping because it was early in the morning. And I said, hey, wake up, and handed him this stuff. And he goes, okay. <laughs> like, he was so confused because I just handed him this stuff. And I'm like, uh, yep, this this is happening. And that's another thing that I feel like we see in movies. And it's like, oh, my gosh, wow. And I feel like a lot of times it's like people are like, what? Is this real? Like, yeah. I feel like it's a shock. Like, you're shell-shocked almost. You're like, oh, my God, I don't know what to, s- I don't said, know what to say. He said, good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the most Brad response I've ever heard. And um, finally, it started to click in. Like he he was happy. Like he, I don't want it to make it sound like he wasn't happy, but I just woke him up with a baby onesie and a book. Mm-hmm. And he also, I don't think, thought that this was going to be a month that it happened. So we were both in shock. And then his dad came over to redo the bathroom with us. So we had to hide this from them all day because, like, I wanted to go to the doctor first. Like, I didn't want to tell just his dad and not have his mom there. So we're like, okay, cool, but Mm -hmm. let's calm down now. So also at this time, in case anyone's wondering, because I know whenever I was trying to get pregnant, I'm like, what are the first signs to know that you're even pregnant? Like, how did I not know before my test? Or do you not know until after your test? Um I was super tired. I needed to nap like once a day, but I thought that was just because we were redoing a bathroom. And I'm like, I guess this is just super exhausting for me. Um, I also did not want to eat food in the morning, which is really weird for me Mm because I'm usually like I wake up and I want to eat breakfast. Had no appetite in the morning at all. And my skin was breaking out so, so bad, like more than just like normal hormone, like you know, before your period break Yeah, out. like a little pimple here and there on your it chin. It was like, I'm a teenager, again, acne. It was so bad. So those were my first signs, but I didn't even think that there were signs. I just yeah. thought, I'm breaking out because we don't have a shower. <laughs> yeah. Also stress or like, yeah, and you know. stress, all that stuff. Because anxiety, I feel like anxiety symptoms can be very similar mm-hmm. to There was a lot of stuff symptoms. going on that yeah. month. Yeah. So those were my first signs. And then shortly after that, I felt like I was dying. Being pregnant early on is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do with my body. Yeah. It was so incredibly exhausting and I was so sick so often. I actually had to get on prescription medicine because it ended up getting to the point. It only was at this point for a few days because I got the medicine, but um, it got worse in the afternoon towards the evening, but I could not stand up without needing to throw up or at least go and like dry heave and gag into the toilet. 
Like, it was really, really bad for a while. Yeah. And, yeah. And then Cody came over that night, and we were oh, watching yeah. stupid videos. <laughs> and she was like, wait, I have one more to show you. And she showed me the picture of the pregnancy test, and I immediately started crying because <laughs> I knew how badly she wanted this. And I was so excited for them. And yeah. I think the first question I asked was, what's its zodiac sign? <laughs> It will be a Virgo. Unless it comes very early, then it will be a Leo. Which is which she it's texted me the Leo other day. Thing. She was like, this would be such a Leo thing. <laughs> I was like, very true. Yeah. Um, so um, Sydney was the first person besides Brad I told in real life. Like, mm-hmm. I called my one friend that morning just to be like, is this for real? And I told Brad, and Sydney was the first person. And seeing mm-hmm. it from my view was really funny because, like, Charlie was still just, like, talking to Brad. was mm-hmm. like, what's going on over there? And then we showed him. And he's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had sex, huh? <laughs> it was just so funny, though, because you were, like, jumping up and down and gave me a hug, and we're, like, almost crying, and he's just, like, I'm pretty hell? sure I had a mouthful of food, you too. Did. I was, you like, had a mm-hmm. mouthful of sushi? Yes. <laughs> I was, like, mm-hmm. wait, I'm crying. I'm trying to eat this good sushi roll. I felt so bad for telling you, like, mid-sushi roll. It was perfect. It was, <laughs> I felt like it was so, it was so us. It was perfect. Oh, it was great. I say as, as though, like, I were in Bible City. <laughs> It's a perfect moment for us. It was. <laughs> also, speaking of sushi, I really want to talk about how bullshit it is, of, like how everyone thinks that they need to control your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I've, I have had some sushi. I did not have any raw fish sushi, but I've had some sushi. Some people have so many opinions on like what pregnant ladies should eat, what they should be doing, and it's such crap. So I just want to like, v- like vent for a moment. I just need to rant. Um there's so many people – so I've been following these, like, pregnancy boards and stuff mm-hmm. because I don't know what to expect. It's actually really nice to have people that are also, like, expecting – oh, I'm due in September. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm due in September. There's – um like, I'm following a whole group that, like, everyone is due in September. So, like, we're all going through some of the same things right now. Oh, that's really, really cool. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, we can all be like, I'm 10 weeks and I'm having these symptoms. Is this okay? And, like, we can all talk about it and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I really like that. So, mm-hmm. that way you're all, like – I'm really tired. Is that normal? Yes. Yeah, we're all really tired too. Even with like products and stuff, like, hey, Mm -hmm. do I need this? Because some people have had kids before and Mm -hmm. they can be like, oh, I've had this. This is what I think of it. And oh, yeah, Mm because I see a lot of videos of um, a lot of pregnancy stuff has been popping up on my TikTok. So (laughs) (laughs) a lot of them are like, what I bought for my pregnancy that I actually, or for the baby that I actually Mm -hmm. ended up never using. But here are things that I did have that were lifesavers. So that's been really nice. But there are some people, who, oh God, they just, they put people down so much. Like, one of the girls said something like, I had a bite of cookie dough with my kid while we were making cookies, and then later we had, my, my husband had sex, and then the next day I had bleeding. And everyone's like, it's the cookie dough, you're going to kill your baby, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. And I'm like, it's because you had sex. Yeah. Like, you're going to have some bleeding while you're pregnant, because you just have extra, ble- you have like, Almost 50% more blood in you than you normally do while you're pregnant. That's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so scary to know. Seriously. It's it's so weird. And, like, you can almost feel it sometimes. It's so strange. Is it, like, a bloated feeling? Or, like, a – I don't know. I feel almost, like, kind of swollen. Okay. I get nosebleeds more often. <gasps> weird. Yeah. Stuff like oh, that. It's really weird. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Sorry. I was just like, whoa. Like a but, little pick. <laughs> but it, it's, like – I, I guess it's not well known. I was going to say it's well known, but I guess it's not. But if you have sex while you're pregnant, you will likely have a little bit of bleeding. Mm-hmm. 
and everyone was going off on her for how irresponsible she was for having a bite of cookie dough and this stuff happens all the time like somebody being like i had a sandwich from subway and you're not supposed to eat cold cuts Mm -hmm. while you're pregnant but literally even my doctor said good luck trying to get sick off of cold cuts Mm -hmm. um but everyone like just goes off on this girl about you ate a sandwich you had cold cuts you're so irresponsible you don't care about your baby like what are you serious so the only reason that some of this stuff you're not supposed to eat is because you could pick up some kind of like a bacteria listeria i don't know the other stuff that grows on food that you're not supposed to have that can make you sick and that could cause miscarriage if Mm -hmm. you get that kind of bacteria But literally, you're more likely to get this stuff from eating a salad or eating fresh fruit than you are from eating deli meat. Interesting. Like, you rarely hear about anybody getting sick from eating deli meat, but you hear about people getting sick from eating salads all the time. Like, they're always recalling salads and stuff for being exposed to, you know, bacteria and whatnot. I still remember when, like, romaine lettuce had, Mm -hmm. like, E. coli or something. Yeah, stuff like like that that can cause miscarriages. Um. So it's like, what are the, how many times have you eaten cookie dough and literally nothing has happened to you and you're going to go off on this girl for eating cookie dough just because you're pregnant doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that your chances of getting E. coli or listeria or whatever the heck it is, like doesn't increase your chances of getting it. Yeah. Should she also just stop cooking raw chicken or like what? (laughs) Because I feel like you have just as much of a chance as getting salmonella from raw chicken as you do from eating cookie dough. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's just like... And also, early pregnant, you have no control over what your body can and can't eat. Mm -hmm. Like, it is the most insane thing ever. I never fully understood, like, the cravings that pregnant people get or, like, the food aversions that they get. But it is extreme. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a day that I needed to have a snarf sandwich. I remember that. (laughs) I had to have this sandwich. She was texting me the (laughs) updates on the snarf sandwich. And then literally two days later, I also was like, I've never had snarfs, but I'm craving a snarf sandwich. So Charlie and I got snarfs. (laughs) (laughs) But I felt like I was going to die if I didn't like it this. It's also because everything else sounds awful. Mm -hmm. Like I cannot imagine putting like certain things into my mouth with this. Anyway, <laughs> like, I, there's just certain things, like, I look in our fridge and, like, just the look of it makes me want to, like, mm-hmm. gag. So, whenever you finally have something that you're like, I could eat that. Like, mm-hmm. you want to eat that thing so badly. But the next day, I'm like, I never want to look at a snarf sandwich again. <laughs> like, it's so bad. <laughs> like, uh... The just the memory of eating it makes you nauseous. Yeah, seriously. It literally does. Yeah. Like even just thinking about eating certain things will make me feel sick. And mm-hmm. I might have been craving that thing like crazy yesterday. So our grocery budget right now is insane. Because <laughs> like I'll be like, oh, I, Brad, go get olives and pickles. I need to have these things. And then like a day later, I'm like, I never want to look You're at You're putting one. the olives and pickles in the trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, oh. <laughs> I never want to see this again. Um. That story Brad told of you getting up in the middle of the night and he was like, oh, she must be like going to the bathroom or something. And you were gone a long time. So we got up to check on you to see if you were okay. And you were just standing in the hallway consuming olives, like cracks me up. Like I'm, I'm picturing you in like this black and white silhouette, eyes glowing, like just munching on some olives. I needed olives at that time. Well, I had a craving for olives and I'm like, I'm hungry. Olives sound so good. Like, mm-hmm. They're just in my fridge. I can they're go get them there. right now. <laughs> they're just sitting there. I could go get them. If I got up right now, I could have olives. And I did. I love that thought. And Brad caught me. 
<laughs> I feel like you eat now how I eat normally. Because <laughs> uh, I'm always like, this thing sounds so good. I need it right now. And then I'm like, the memory of eating that makes me want to vomit. <laughs> yeah. So if I was a little bit off for a couple weeks recently, that's why. Mm-hmm. Also, your saliva increases by a ton. So if I feel, if I sound like I have a wet mouth, it's because I do. <laughs> <laughs> wet mouth is wet mouth sounds like a slur kind of. <laughs> sorry if that is a slur of course sorry sorry i have no idea <laughs> but literally like anything you can think of is a pregnancy symptom and it sucks i'm tired all the time i'm aching all the time i can like feel my uterus now which i could never do before and it hurts sometimes interesting oh also speaking of uteruses um it turns out i have a funny shaped uterus it is definitely arcuate, possibly bicorneate, but they couldn't get ultrasounds good enough because it's also retroverted and retroflexed, which means it's harder to get some pictures because my uterus tips backwards instead mm-hmm. of tipping forward like a normal uterus. So retroverted means it's tipping backwards. Retroflexed means it's also kind of curved backwards where you could have an like anti-verted, anti-flexed, which means it's going like the forward way. So I have a very backwards uterus. So it's also kind of hard to get pictures of it. So it's either definitely arcuate, possibly by bicorneate, which arcuate means it's just shaped. It's shaped kind of like a heart, like it has a divot in the middle of it. But bicorneate means it has like a septum that kind of goes down the middle, not all the way through, but like halfway through or something, which could cause birth complications later because it can put the baby in a bad position. It can put the baby in a bad position compared to like where the placenta is that might mean i'm at a higher risk of a c-section or it does mean i'm at a higher risk of a c-section um and i have my heart issues going on yeah so at some point i need to see a high-risk doctor to get evaluated so i might be, be i might be considered high risk might need to get a c-section which was actually a really big thing for me because i wanted to give birth in a birthing center completely mm-hmm. naturally and um Though I specifically wanted to do it at the Murthy, Murthy, Murthy <laughs> Birthing Center. So it was still like attached to a hospital, which made me feel good. But knowing that I have heart issues now and possibly have this uterus issue, which does put me at a higher risk of C-section, I'm, I don't have to, but I could see the high-risk doctors at some point and then they tell me, no, I cannot, absolutely cannot go to the birth center. So I'm just sticking with the hospital birth right now with my OB that I'm currently seeing. And I'm really worried that my heart stuff would put me at a higher rate to need like an epidural because I don't know that my body can handle being in labor for a really long time. Like one of the big symptoms of my heart stuff is not being able to handle strenuous activity very well. That's the most strenuous activity I'm going to be in in my entire life Mm -hmm. is giving birth. So, oh my God, yeah. I'm a little bit worried about what that's going to do to my body. And also, I did a really bad thing and Googled pregnant ladies with PAVMs, which is what's possibly wrong with me. And there's a risk of embolism. I I don't know what that is. So, like, my PVAM is, like, an abnormal artery almost or, like, an abnormal, like, vein. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it, like, bubbles up where it shouldn't because it has, like, abnormal connections. So, it's, like, a little bit weaker, like, where it has, like, a bubble in it almost. Okay. And if, like, blood starts pumping too much or there's too much stress on that um, fistula, they call it, it can burst. Mm Mm-hmm which would be considered an embolism. 
So there's a chance, it might be low, but there's a chance that I could have like a burst vessel like in my lungs near my heart if pressure builds up too much or if, you know, something doesn't go right. So oh my. yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> so feel <that's> like, cool. <laughs> I feel like giving birth is one of the like riskiest things you can ever do. It's terrifying. <laughs> because not only could a million things go wrong with you yourself, a million things could happen to a baby mm-hmm. in development, in in the birthing process, you know, a million things could happen to a baby just because they're a baby. Yeah. Um, it's so scary. But, like, if you fall into those fears, which, like, I definitely think you should kind of, like, keep track of those mm-hmm. and, like, understand all the risks. But, like, the reward is so high. Like, it, <laughs> I feel like it's so worth taking that risk of, like, you know, even if something does happen, it's a lifetime of grief. But, like... Yeah. At least you tried and, yeah. you know, at least, like, some there's there's probably good things to come out of it, even if something bad does happen, which it won't. Yeah, but definitely. Like, then, like, we knew that we wanted to try to have a child. And if I didn't try because of these risks, I would be always be wondering, well, what if yeah. it was actually completely fine? And I yeah. think, like, that's kind of where I'm at if I were to ever have kids. Like, well, what if I'm... 45 and I'm like well what if I wanted to have a kid mm-hmm. and it's not like you know I could be 45 and I can't like adopt or foster children but yeah. like it, I don't know I think you would always wonder like well what if I could have had a baby what would that have been like or yeah and I've always wanted to have the experience of being pregnant like I know it sounds no horrible. I wanted the same like I wanted to see what it was like and like to have that feeling I feel like I would feel this might not come off right, but almost incomplete if I went my whole life without ever mm-hmm. having that because it's something that I kind of wanted. Yeah. So, And I don't think that sounds horrible for you to say because that's an experience you've wanted for yourself. It's yeah. not, you know, other people can have different opinions on that. But yeah. I think if you want something, you should try and have it no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's very yeah. exciting. I was just really thrown off by having my birth plan change so yeah. suddenly. It changed before it could even take shape, really. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But and then a lot of people are probably going to say probably still could try to do the birth center. I would be under a lot of anxiety the yeah. entire time, though, of something could go wrong. And I like, especially with the heart stuff, being able to be on monitors the whole time yeah. actually sounds nice now. Whereas before, I'm like, I don't want to be on monitors. I don't want to have all that stuff. But now I'm like, I want to know if my heart's mm-hmm. going to explode. And like on a selfish level, I would be so worried about you. Like if something goes wrong, like birthing centers aren't hospitals. Yeah. So you would be so far from help and like, and selfishly, I'm like, oh, I don't want, I want <laughs> you to be like as close to help as you can get. And yeah. the hospital just seems like the safest route to go. And I've never gone through this before. So like if my heart did start freaking out. I wouldn't know if that was normal part of the birth mm-hmm. experience or if that was abnormal for my heart to be doing these things. So that like being on monitors where people can be watching that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. And your body is just under so much stress. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're you're so focused on other things besides yourself that yeah. it, I just yeah, I think it's just for the best. Yeah. And if it gets to a point that I'm like, I don't think my body can do this anymore, I'm going to leave myself open to getting an epidural. Whereas before I'm like, nope, I want to do it naturally. But now I'm like, I don't think I could handle a long birth because I can barely handle a jog like without feeling like my heart's going to explode and like I can't breathe. Yeah. And some births last several days. So if I'm laboring for like 
36 hours, I'm Mm -mm. gonna end up with an epidural, probably. (laughs) Oh my god. The thing that would kill me the most is I don't think you can eat while you're doing that. Oh my god, Mm -hmm. I would be so mad. Yeah. So some birth centers allow you to eat, which also could have been kind of cool, but, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I feel like I'll be safer, therefore less anxiety, which will make the whole thing easier all around anyway. One thing about birth that always sort of calms the anxiety, because I feel like every woman has been like, oh, God, <sighs> even if like you're like, I never want to have kids, you still think about it, Ugh, yeah. is like when you watch those I didn't know I was pregnant episodes, and like, <laughs> it was like really bad poop cramps, so I thought I just had to poop, and I'm like, I've had those before. Yeah. They hurt, but like, I could get through it. Even- it feels like like really bad menstrual cramps, and like, I've had some really mm-hmm. bad menstrual cramps. Even though, like, what I'm imagining is probably nothing compared to, like, what women actually <laughs> go through. I'm like, ah. Well, because at the time, like, it feels like, from what I have heard from other people, mm-hmm. it feels like you're going to die at the time. But then afterwards, like, you almost forget how bad that pain was. Yeah. So looking back on it, you might be like, yeah, it felt like really bad period cramps. But, like, if you asked that woman at the time that she was laboring – She's probably not going to say that. <laughs> yeah, and isn't there a chemical? Maybe I'm probably completely wrong, or... completely wrong. That like changes the way that you view birth mm-hmm. once you've done it, so that way you're not afraid to have yeah. more kids. Is that true, or is that I think like a that's wise true? Scale? I think so, it's like I think I think it's like a rush of oxytocin, toxin you get after you give birth and like hold your kid and all that stuff, which like gives you like all the happy, yeah. lovey hormones, and you almost forget like what the experience was like. Yeah. Um. I have a couple of questions. Some of these might need to be another episode of, like, Mm -hmm. motherhood and, like, stuff like that. But so when I imagine having a baby, the thought of handing that baby over to even one person holding it that's not me makes me boil with rage. Yeah. (laughs) Like, don't – that's mine. (laughs) Don't hold it. (laughs) I feel like at the time I'm going to be, like, so exhausted from the labor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's fine. Just take them. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, somebody – Somebody telling me what to do with my baby. Ooh. That's the part that I think is going to frustrate me. But, shoot, I don't know. I don't know that much about having mm-hmm. a baby. So I think if it depends on who it's from and in the context it's given. Yeah. Tone is a mm-hmm. a big thing when you're conveying advice. Because there might be some times I'm like, yes, please tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. But there's also times that, depending on what it is, I'm going to be yeah. like, dude, leave me alone. I know how to talk to my child or something. And something else I'm thinking about is like, are you worried about losing your own identity when you become a mother? Because I feel like we see motherhood as being like an all-encompassing identity for women as like, you are a mother and nothing else. And I know a lot of younger moms and um, a mom I follow on TikTok was like, I had so much... um, dysphoria about who I was because mm-hmm. she was like more alternative I guess and, and like more on the gothic side of yeah. of fashion and so she would like tone that down because she was like that's not who mothers are mm. mothers are not supposed to dress like this so then she was feeling very lost in her own identity until she was like I don't care anymore yeah. like just sense. because I dress this way doesn't make me any more or less a mom yeah and I think that's something that I personally worry about is like I don't want to change who I am at my core yeah. because this thing has happened, I guess. I don't think I'm too worried about that because I I think I think I can stay true to who I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm also already kind of a motherly person in general. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I don't think I'm going to change that much. And I also have hit a point in my life that, like, I have been a lot of other things already. And, like, I have accomplished a lot of things that I kind of feel okay with 
almost with mm-hmm. becoming that mom. And I don't think I'm going to, like, lose my complete identity yeah. to that. And I see a lot of mom shaming of, like, if you're not 110% dedicated to your children, then you're a terrible mother. No, no I don't believe that at all. I don't Absolutely think that either. Not. But it's yeah. so... Um, There's a lot of mom shaming out it's there. It's a lot of it. And, mm-hmm. like, if moms take a second to, like, back up and do something other than be a mom for a second, they're the worst mother in the world. And yeah. I'm like, can you guys, like, calm down? I feel like that's some insecurity within yourself yeah. that you need to confront. No, like, we kind of talked about earlier, like, I still want to do some of the things I want to do. Like, I still want to be able to travel. I'll take my kid with me or I'll figure something else out. I still want to be able to, like, accomplish certain things down the road. And I think I still can with a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like there is no right way to be a mom and there might be some wrong ways to be a mom. Yeah. Which might be controversial, but I'm I'm no, thinking I think like there abuse is, is yeah. like the wrong way to there be a mom. Is. But like if you're doing things and like your kids healthy and happy and mm-hmm. like you can only do the best you can and therapy exists for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of parenting and yeah, like we can do a whole parenting episode eventually too. Yeah. But I think I just – I want to try to do, like, respectful parenting, which I, I don't want to get too much into. But, yeah. like, understanding that they're a child and, like, have no other life experience and are learning along the way. They, they Literally, this is all they know. And mm-hmm. that they're their own person. Like, and I they don't... truly act out what they see. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I learned – um, I took a couple linguistics courses in college, and I learned about how language develops in people. Mm-hmm. And babies are 100% a sponge. Oh, yeah. And they don't learn as much about language when you're speaking to them, but they learn more about language when an adult is speaking to another adult because mm-hmm. they know that that is true language and you're not going to speak to them in the yeah. same way that you would speak to another adult. Yeah. So I always try to keep that in mind when, like, children are present, that, like, they're learning from us. And if you speak to your spouse with respect, and they'll learn that as well. Speaking of that, so we're starting to kind of run out of time here, but I really want to talk about relationship with mm-hmm. Brad and how I think that might change. And I want to talk a little bit about body changes, too, because I'm super freaked out about some of this stuff. Yeah, sorry. I, I was busy asking my questions. Oh, no, you're totally fine. Um. I think we'll have time to get to all this. I just want to not get, like, mm-hmm. off topic too much. Um, so yeah, one of the things I'm super, super scared of, like, this is on my mind a lot recently, is what me and Brad's relationship is going to look like after we have this child. Even during pregnancy, I was kind of nervous about what this was going to look like because, mm-hmm. honestly, I needed a lot of help. Yeah, I felt useless for a little while. I mean, like I said, for a few days, I couldn't get up off the couch without feeling like I needed to throw up every time. But Brad's been great through the pregnancy so far. He's stepped up big time and, like, helped out with so much stuff. And he likes to do acts of service type things kind of anyways. Like, we talked about this before. Every time he gets up to get something, he always asks me if I need anything. And at first, that was almost hard for me. But now, like, even if he's not up and asking, I'll just say, hey, next time you get up, can you get me these things? And he'll just get up and get them for me anyway. Um because it seriously feels – I felt helpless and it feels so hard to even just get up off the couch and get yourself to, like, get some water or something. Um, in, like, Melvin's room, 
if the cage is not cleaned and the room is not aired out beforehand and we have a candle lit, I could not come into this room without gagging. And Melvin is the hedgehog, just to oh, yeah. remind others. <laughs> Melvin's the hedgehog, sorry. No, you're fine. Um, so Brad, every single day, has been cleaning out Melvin's cage and stuff for me every day because I, I couldn't. I was gagging at the smell of him. And he's been helping out with that. He's been doing more with Maddie for me. Like, he's mm-hmm. just has really stepped up. But I'm still so so scared of what this is going to look like once we actually have a baby here and we are sleep deprived we are stressed out he has to go to work he's going to end up he's trying to be an emt eventually paramedic eventually firefighter he's going to have crazy shifts he's going to be working 12 24-hour shifts 12-hour to 24-hour shifts and i am terrified of like being home by myself for that long with the baby for the first few times and me being sleep deprived and me being stressed out because mm-hmm. I've been home for 24 hours by myself with no help. And then him coming home from a work shift and him being exhausted because he just worked for 24 hours. And maybe and, put out a fire or something. Yeah. And could have had to <laughs> save 12 people's lives. And how that's going to work. Because like, mm-hmm. I'm terrified that he's going to come home and be like, I'm exhausted. I just got done doing this stuff. But I'm going to say, I'm exhausted. I was just up for 12 hours with the baby all night. You I know? was elbow deep in poop all day. Exactly. <laughs> Pumping all day, feeding all day, oh my God, sl- yeah. not sleeping, trying to clean the house still. Like, Yeah. I think those anxieties are extremely normal because we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And like, I feel like when we envision the future, at least I do, I envision it being all on my own shoulders. Yeah. But I... I like, I want to remind you, like, I'll be available to help. I'm sure Brad's parents will be available to help. And a million people will be available yeah. to help. And, like, it it feels, like, really scary because you're like, well, what if, like, that's not true and people just say those kinds yeah. of things? And It's really hard to think in the future and be like, well, they'll be fine because Cindy can come over. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just hard to think that yeah. way. And it's also, like... It's it's hard because it's like I don't know what's gonna happen, but mm-hmm. like I feel like we're very similar and we like to have that control over things. And yeah. sometimes like <laughs> you, you can't. can't control everything. <laughs> yeah. But a but a baby really does take a village. Like yeah. I have listened to so many podcasts where people are like, and my kid was and the neighbor had to come over and could do all <laughs> this stuff, and it really like was. It takes a, a ton of people to yeah. raise a child. And and I'm just – I'm going to have to get used to that because I'm so used to doing so much on yeah. my own or, like, just me and Brad getting everything done. And, like, I'm going to have to be okay with, like, his mom coming over and helping with stuff yeah. just so I can take a nap or so I can take a shower. Holy moly. I just remember babysitting my niece when she was little and I needed to pee. And I'm like, what do I do with you? <laughs> like, I can't just set you down by yourself, can I? Like, yeah. what do I do? Like, I just honestly don't know. Like, if Brad's gone for a day – how do I cook? Like, how do I take yeah. a shower? Like, what do I do? Like, I'll figure it all out. Like, I know that you figure it out as you go, but it seems terrifying to just, like, lay my baby down somewhere and then be in the shower for 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Like, Or, like, bring the baby into the shower, into the bathroom, and you're like, well, what if, like, this, I don't know, a yeah, steam? Yeah, I'm going to be, like, constantly peeking around the yeah. shower curtains, and what it's just so much anxiety. Because yeah. it literally, like, takes a second for you to look away. and mm-hmm. like, a, But also, you know, you have to take care of yourself and, like just hard to think about how to balance all that and for some people it might seem silly of like just take a shower but i'm going to be thinking the whole time is my baby okay am Mm -hmm. i taking too long and then i'm not enjoying my shower and like i'm constantly under stress or if like the baby's sleeping and i'm showering what if they wake up or like i don't know (laughs) what if they're not breathing yes (laughs) that's gonna be on my mind constantly yeah sids is the scariest thing Mm -hmm. to ever ever be on the planet like that is horrifying 
I remember driving around with my niece in the car, and if she would fall asleep in the car seat, I would reach behind me and mm-hmm. like try to see if I could feel her breathing. And if I couldn't, I would stick my finger in her mouth and see if she like tried to bite me. <laughs> That's how I would know if she was alive. And also, like those rules are always changing of like how your baby's supposed to sleep, mm-hmm. how your baby, what's supposed to be in the what's crib, safe and not yeah. safe, and yeah, because. Like, my instinct is to cover the baby up with a blanket, but you're not supposed to do that. No, That's a huge no-no. not no. have anything in their crib, which mm-hmm. seems weird. Because I'm like, well, isn't it cold? Don't That's you want to blanket? it? You get all the, the wraps and the zip-up yeah, yeah. things and all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. I've been looking at these little baby snowsuits that have little ears <laughs> on them, and I'm like, oh, my God. I want one of those for me. <laughs> baby clothes are real cute. Oh, baby, baby clothes are so cute. Yeah. And now I have an ex because I like to just go and look just to see, like, because it's cute. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I could put my cat in that. <laughs> um, now I can go and be like, oh, Cody's baby could wear that. Yeah. Yet. Which we don't know the gender yet either. Mm-hmm. Once we find out, we'll let you guys know. But um, yeah. yeah, we just don't know yet. I feel like that's like the furthest concern from your mind. Yeah. Is what it's honestly the, not. The I don't. I, I want to know, like, once we can know, but mm-hmm. it's not a big thing on my mind at all. Yeah. Especially like right now. In in the future, like, mm-hmm. where gender is going to go, especially because, yeah. like, we both know that gender is a construct, but still, like, I know that you want to know, and mm-hmm. it's important to you, and so that's all I that just, matters. And I think it's going to help, like, direct a name, because, mm-hmm. I mean, there are some names c- could all be considered gender neutral, uh-huh. but there are certain names, like, I think I would want for a boy or a girl, and even, like, with our nursery and stuff, like, I think, I, we, we'll just talk about it. I think we want to do like a kind of Alice in Wonderland themed nursery. Cute. But <laughs> but if it's a boy, we're going to do it a little bit differently than we would for a girl. I have the perfect gift. <laughs> I have the perfect gift. Okay. I don't know if I should tell you. Um, I have an Alice in Wonderland record. Oh. And it has the book with it. It's oh, and so cool. it will play the book and so you can you can like read along with it, but it'll play the you can totally have it. That's it's amazing. yours. 100%. Oh, I love that. I remember finding that and <laughs> this feels so like you like universe interfering That's so cool oh i'm so excited yay <laughs> anyways sorry so yeah it's so like if we had a boy we'd do like more like of like the cool mushrooms on the walls and stuff like that the like caterpillar a, yeah and if we have a girl we're probably gonna do more of like the wildflower scene mm-hmm. and stuff like that so we do like want to know but it's not like it's gonna change your mind about how you feel about the baby or anything yeah. <clears throat> and parent and parenting has changed so much and in- mm-hmm the last year i think like yeah having a baby in the pandemic when do you go back to work good question so they pushed it back until like next not next summer this coming up summer Mm -hmm. but my maternity leave would start in september so i think like we're supposed to go back like late august or september but then i'm I'm immediately leaving for maternity leave i don't know i'm going back to the office until i'm out of maternity leave so you probably won't be there until 2022 yeah that's crazy <laughs> yeah. that is so crazy <laughs> um but yeah so i've mentioned these fears to brad before and he's like don't worry like i won't do that like i'm not going to come home and like not want to take care of the baby mm-hmm. and i'm like but what if you do yeah. like what if you are exhausted and you don't want to take care of the baby like what if this is a thing and it's just me having all this anxiety about it also i see so many examples of men like and it's the way that we raise boys and girls and men like come home and they don't want to do anything and women come home and they take care of the kids and they do all the dishes and they or they do all the chores say babysitting their child instead of just you know taking care of yeah. their child like 
do better. Take, yeah. I, it blows my mind how men's spaces and women's spaces are so different because men don't think of cleaning as a priority, whereas yeah. women do. Like, it's just, it's so different. And I don't think Brad's going to be like that. But yeah, I don't think he will either. Yeah. I am just because I mean, I would be tired if I just got done working a 24 hour shift too. Mm-hmm. I would be like, please just give me a minute to chill before I have to do more things. So, like yeah. I get it. The which is why thing, I'm scared of it. <laughs> yeah. The last thing I would want to do is go home and change a dirty diaper. Right. Or, like after putting out fires all day or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's like the most extreme example I can <laughs> think of. <laughs> but it literally might be his job. Yeah. Which is really cool. That's yeah. really good for him that he's discovered that that's what he wants to do. Yeah. And, like, it gives me hope that, like, no matter what age I am, I can still change my mind on yeah. wanting to do something different. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Seriously. He's yeah. inspired me. <laughs> he's going to love to hear that. I, I really hope. And I, I 100% mean it. I hope yeah. that didn't come across as being no. sarcastic. But, like, it really does inspire me because yeah. I'm struggling with that right now. Yeah. But I'm worried that stuff like that's going to put strain on our relationship because yeah. then I'm going to be frustrated if I don't think he's helping enough, even if he thinks he is helping enough. Like, I'm just worried that we're going to have miscommunications like that, Yeah, that I'm going to feel like I'm doing it all or he's going to feel like he's doing it all. And whenever you have the baby, like, I'm just so scared that we're not going to prioritize each other because we're going to be in, I got to sleep, I got to eat, mm-hmm. I got to take care of this baby mode for at least a few months because, yeah. like, the first few months just sound so hard. And then, like, maybe one of my biggest fears and something that came to mind was that, like, you might result result to being, like, passive-aggressive about things. Yeah. Because I can do that a lot. And I noticed that in myself of being, like, somebody needs to do the laundry. <laughs> or, like, oh, I did – I always do the laundry. Laundry's always my job. Yeah. Or something like that. And I'm, like, that is so – that is not the way that you approach those situations. And, like, that's a – that would be a big fear of mine with yeah. the baby is like, then the baby becomes a chore and it's not like a, a human being anymore. It's a chore and it's a, yeah. it's um a, a point of contention in a relationship. Yeah. I'm really hoping that we can communicate with each other well. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do communicate with him a lot now because like I just realized eventually Brad's not going to do stuff unless I just straight up with him and tell him how I feel. Yeah. Um, and it has worked. Like, it's worked for us. Of course it has. Because, like, how else is he going to know how I feel if I don't tell him? Yeah. But I'm hoping we can continue with that. But you just always hear about how hard babies are in marriage. Mm-hmm. So many people break up after they have kids. It's just – I'm so terrified of that part of things. And even if things do get hard, which they will, mm-hmm. like, that's an inevitability that – like, even no matter what happens in a relationship, relationships go through yeah. ups and downs all the time. Um, it's just important to remember communication and, like, that you both are still people and not mm-hmm. baby machines. Yeah. Not in the, like, having lots of babies, but, like, you're not a machine for the baby. Yeah. Just to care for the baby. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, you can babysit, my friend can babysit, mm-hmm. you know, his parents can help babysit, and, like, we can get times to ourselves, so... We can shower and sleep and then not hate each other or something. and Like, just have, like, a little date night of, like, yeah. oh, let's just watch an, an episode on Netflix without a, the fear of a baby crying let's or something Let's be able like to that. watch a murder show without feeling weird about watching it in front of our infant. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, one thing I was, I think this is one of the first things I said to you is I'm so excited for you to bring the baby over so I can see what the cats do with it. Cause I'm so curious what they would think of or like, um, and, and I was to bring baby to D and D. That's what I was going to say. Like yeah. I'm excited for D and D and we can have yeah. another little member. I'm going to make him a little bard or, or her or them, yeah. whatever they want to be. Cause that's another thing that like, I don't think. And, I mean, I don't have a kid yet, so who knows. But mm-hmm. that's another thing I don't think needs to change a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, it might mean that I need to take a break every once in a while to change a diaper. Or it might mean I need to whip my boob out to feed him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone's going to care. <laughs> no. And if anybody did, like, fuck that person. Yeah. They're, they're but immature. Like, with you guys, you guys aren't going to care. <laughs> no. It, yeah. Who cares at all? And Because, like... I feel like a lot of parents worry about, like, well, what if my baby cries? Like, a baby is going to cry. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. And honestly, and, like, especially little baby cries don't really bug me. Like, they just sound kind of, like, cute and pitiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't really bug me much. And, like, I feel like babies don't have those big breakdowns that often. I could be wrong. Maybe they have big breakdowns like every day. or something throwing temper tantrums. Yeah, and... but, like, babies are going to cry. Babies are going to poop. Babies yeah. are going to need attention. But I feel like, you know... We'll set them up. We'll put up some little toys. We can play our game. And things will look different, but, like, mm-hmm. we'll adjust. It'll be fine. This will just be the baby D&D night, mm-hmm. and that's just what that's going to look like. I'm just – I just know Roshi is going to walk up with his little <laughs> limp. We have a we have a handicapped cat who has a little limp. Um, and I know he's going to, like, come up with his little limp. <laughs> And then try to crawl on top of him. And then, or her, or them, whatever. I keep saying him. I don't know why. Um, We both, me and Brad, both talk to the baby like it's a boy. And, like, keep thinking of boy names and, like, all kinds of boy stuff. I was, like, I think it's going to be a girl. And the other day I was like, no, it's going to be a boy. Not that it matters. I went through that phase, too. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe it'll be a girl. And I'm like, I think it's a boy. It just Uh feels like it's going to be a boy. I I feel like I can usually tell by looking at parents whether they're going to be a boy mom or a girl. (laughs) Boy parents or girl parents. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why. But anyways, I look forward to Roji, like, walking up his little limp, (laughs) sniffing. And then crawling up and getting it in the baby's face and be like, <laughs> pet me, you fool. I'm being so confused about uh-huh. why it won't do anything. And why the baby just keeps going, pop, 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 because the baby doesn't know what it's happening. Oh, no. Babies have no idea how to pet animals and so oh, adorable. It's so cute. Because you can tell at a certain age when they're like, I want to interact with mm-hmm. you, but I don't know how just because. It just kind of like hits it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where she's going to be like, all right, I like you. <laughs> accepted Uh, alrighty so I want to talk about body changes a little bit and then Mm -hmm. I think we need to wrap it up because we're I don't want to make this too long for you guys listening um so yeah that's another huge fear of mine is my body changing like I'm I've always wanted to see what it was like to be pregnant and like go through that experience but especially now that I am pregnant, the thought of my body changing that much is very terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like I really, cause I don't feeling what it feels like now. I already feel like a stranger in my body. Like yeah. I feel like these changes are happening so quickly and I didn't think this is what it was going to feel like. Like, I don't know what I expected, but that already feels weird. And I'm so scared of once I gain you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds, what that's going to feel like and having this huge belly and having something growing in it. Like it's, I, it's going to feel empowering in a way that like I'm growing a human in me that will be a life outside of me one day and to be able to like feel the baby kicks. And like, once I actually get the belly, I think it's going to feel more real Mm because it feels, 
not real right now. It just doesn't. And I'm terrified. Sorry. No, you're good. Especially when our sense of self-worth is so tied to the way our bodies looked. Yeah. Or look is, it's like, it's a, it's a scary thought to think like how rapidly your body changes. Yeah. And then how slowly it kind of goes back to normal. It, even yeah. if normal is even the right word, I feel like that's but almost unachievable. I'm scared it's never going to feel normal again because, mm-hmm. like, I think afterwards, like, you still have extra skin because, I mean, it's just stretched out so yeah. much. I'm going to have new stretch marks. I'm going to have, like, my uterus, like, my everything I think is still going to feel different because mm-hmm. it's just gone through so much. And there might be extra weird. flab where there wasn't yeah. before. And I don't use flab as, like, a bad word at yeah, all. Yeah, like, there will be. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have those, like, extra folds when I sit down mm-hmm. and, like, extra things happening. I might not lose a lot of the baby weight. I might keep a lot of the baby weight on like that's the thing that i'm worried about is like will i ever look or feel myself again and like your boobs will look different and they may never go back to normal if they do then they might get very long and flappy and that is so attached to like your at least like it's so attached to females and women's sexual worth i think is like if i'm not sexy then what am i if my boobs aren't attractive looking enough which like what does that even mean it like like will my partner still be attracted to me Mm -hmm. like because i know that happens all the time yeah it's really scary like i'm so scared that i'm gonna gain weight and that he's gonna look at me one day and be like who is this person i'm married to you know or one of my fears like just in losing or gaining weight and just like getting older in general is like, what if my partner looks at me and they're like, I'm not attracted to yeah. them anymore. And like, that is such a scary thought. It's very scary. And even like, I shouldn't think this, but I do of like, if I am wearing a swimsuit again one day and I have all this extra skin and like more of a gut than I ever have before, what are people going to think? And like, I shouldn't worry about that, Yeah, but I am. And like, what am I going to think of myself? Like, am yeah. I going to be able to look at myself and think that I'm pretty anymore? Like, I I don't know right now if I will, but like I should be able to. And I know that, but like, I know I'm going to struggle with that. And, and what I'm thinking right now is like, we struggle with that already. But mm-hmm. then on top of that, add all of the things we just talked about regarding motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a never ending cycle of like, I'm not good enough. I'm mm-hmm. not being the type of mother I need to be or the type of woman I need to be. I'm not yeah. sexy enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. I don't, I'm not the same person I was before. And like, I haven't showered in a week. I haven't <laughs> slept in a week. And now I'm 30 pounds heavier and like just mm-hmm. all that stuff. I'm not a good mom, blah, blah, blah. Like all this stuff. Yeah. So much pressure. My biggest fear about having kids is like messing them up. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're always going to leave some kind of a trail on your kid Mm -hmm. and they're always going to have some kind of negative impression of you that they're going to carry with them. You can be the best parent ever. There's still going to be bad times and hard times, but I think it's just like a, how much of that are you leaving with them? Like, I don't know, like, were you an abusive parent? That's what you're leaving with them. Or did you just disagree with them sometimes because you wanted this for them and they wanted that? It's like, no matter what, you're going to leave some kind of trauma or a mark on them but it's just how do they deal with it and what kind is it i i think the time like during the pregnancy is the best time to do a lot of self-reflection of like what kind of person am i Mm -hmm. and how do i view myself and what kind of person do i want to be and what kind of person do i need and i think and obviously like sometimes that's impossible like you can't answer all those questions but i think just like acknowledging them yeah 
and starting that journey is a really good place to start. Yeah. And, you know, if you haven't started that journey, like to the people out there, not you going directly, but like if, <laughs> if you, you haven't, haven't done this, if you haven't, because like I'm sitting here speaking and like, I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. I I don't even really want kids, but like, I feel like every woman sort of, or person with vagina or who, whatever, um, sort of thinks about those things yeah. is like, because it, it's always sort of like hanging over your head as a woman of like, babies mm -hmm. is like a flashing neon sign above Everyone your head. Everyone brings it up. Everyone just assumes that because you can, you should have mm -hmm. babies or something. And it's nobody else's business but yeah. your own. It's your own body. It's your own life. Yeah. Yeah. And like it crossed my mind to never have kids because I wanted that freedom. Mm -hmm. And not everybody wants to go through that process or have children to raise. It's a huge decision. It's a huge responsibility. And but I think I think you're going to be a really good mom. I hope so. <laughs> and also, just to throw out there, um, I don't know that I want to have any more. So I want to have two children, mm -hmm. I think, but I don't think I want to have another child after this. I could completely change my mind, but I think we want to adopt after this. So that's always yeah. been something on my mind. So I think I might go through this pregnancy journey once and then we want to pro probably adopt an older kid. Aww. So, like, maybe just have one kid for a while and just, you know, see how that goes and stuff and then adopt a kid down the road at some point. <laughs> this one's our experiment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just seems like I don't know how moms go through having a kid and being pregnant again mm -hmm. and then having a newborn. Oh, my God. I just – I don't know that I want that for me. Yeah. I really don't think I want that kind of stress. I don't know that I want to go through that. But just to throw that out there, too. And but, yeah. also, only children are weird. Yeah. Every only child I've ever met is kind of weird. And every only <laughs> child I've ever met has, like, wanted a sibling. Yeah. So I don't want to do that to our kid, but I don't know that I want to have more than one kid. Yeah. It's a humbling experience that I think most people need <laughs> to have yeah. a sibling. If you're an only child, I'm, of course, joking. and But, like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like the dynamic might be kind of weird because we want to adopt a slightly older kid. So mm -hmm. we're like, when do we do it? Like, yeah. is our kid five and like we adopt a 10 year old? Like, is that going to be weird? So there's that kind of stuff, too. I think I think adoption is going to be let, like weird. And I'm putting that in quotations mm -hmm. no matter what, because like it just like having any kid, it would be weird. Like, just all of a sudden it's inserted into your life. And also yeah. like you have to be concerned with like what's happened to this kid before yeah. and like um be cautious of those sorts of things because yeah. uh you just never know and i feel like those kids need so much love and i th definitely think that you guys have that to give yeah i think that'll be good one day but yeah i'm hoping to take this whole pregnancy journey and like you said reflect on myself mm -hmm. on our relationship on my body and try to come to terms with all of these things yeah. as this is happening I think it happened faster than we thought it would too. I honestly wouldn't be, I wasn't going to be surprised if it took years or if it didn't happen ever. Like I had really just prepared myself to, we'll try and just see what happens. Maybe we'll have one. If we don't, then that's just what happens. Mm -hmm. But so I'm really just trying to wrap my head around some of it and how to go about doing this still, which I feel like is a continuous journey always. I don't think any parent or pregnant person ever feels ready for everything. Oh, definitely not. Is anybody really ready for anything? And no. especially having a child, like, that's probably one of the biggest, if not if not the biggest, yeah. life changes you could ever 
put upon yourself. It still hits me sometimes. And I'm like, holy shit, we're having a kid. Like whole baby. Whole ass baby. <laughs> a person a fresh <laughs> a fresh person. Oh goodness. Okay. So anyway. Um yeah, we'll just leave that at that for now. Thanks for listening, guys. I know not all of you are like, you know, on a pregnancy journey or even looking to go on a pregnancy journey or child journey or anything anytime soon. But it was nice to be able to get some of that stuff off my chest and be able to talk about that for a little while. Um, especially being in this pandemic. It's yeah. felt really lonely. Like, yes. I've been able to talk to you. I have another friend to talk to. Of course, Brad's here. But I mean, usually you're sharing this journey with all of your coworkers, a lot mm-hmm. more friends, like a lot more people around you just to talk to and it's been kind of lonely so you guys are my outlet for a lot of this (laughs) yeah and like even if like for me i i don't know if i want kids probably not but like it's i'm still interested i'm Mm -hmm. still like here for it i'm still excited you get to test out mine and see what you think (laughs) yes exactly or when i'm like oh this one's crying here you go (laughs) i'm done with it for now that's the best part about like babysitting or Mm -hmm. like having a niece or nephew is you get to give them back but Mm -hmm. this one's mine forever oh no (laughs) (sighs) oh my gosh the other day i felt really really shitty and i thought I'm going to feel like this for at least 20 more years. <laughs> like, I was just, like, really stressed and tired and just didn't feel good. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is going to be my life forever now. <laughs> One good thing about being pregnant in the pandemic is, like, you won't be out in public and somebody random will come up and touch you. That would <laughs> – ooh, that's a quick way to get an elbow to, to the touch face. touch your belly. God, I hope <clears throat> nobody does that, especially now. D- yeah, yeah, don't do that. If you do that, don't. <laughs> Stop don't that. Don't touch pregnant ladies' bellies, but especially without permission. But even sometimes asking is super awkward. If you don't yeah. know them, don't even ask. Mm-hmm. You don't need I've, to touch them. I've only touched a pregnant belly one time, and I didn't want to. It was sort of against my will, which also <laughs> don't do that. Don't force people to touch your be- belly. It's weird. But I – this is probably really stupid. But I was picturing it to be, like, hard, mm-hmm. like a – like, not like a turtle shell hard, but just, like, denser. And no, it feels – feels real soft like a normal belly my belly is like okay so it's not like you can tell that it's not just like a layer of fat like it's Mm -hmm. firmer than just like what a layer of fat would feel like but it's not like hard hard yeah Yeah. it was just really (laughs) weird i was like whoa so hopefully i'll get to try try again this time to my own consent (laughs) yes you can touch my belly if you would like to at some point there's not a whole lot to touch right now but as i get bigger you can touch my belly if you I will. like. I will. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Um, if you're interested in hearing more about this journey as we go, let us mm-hmm. know. If not, we won't really talk about it a whole lot because I don't want to bombard you guys with pregnancy yeah. stuff. And I think moving forward, I feel like our brand, our, our brand, whatever, <laughs> is like being honest and like yeah. ugly honest and like true mm-hmm. and the ugly truth about life and getting older and growing up and trying to be a human being in the world and like i always want that to be what we do even when like it's i have 38 dollars in my bank account i feel like i'm being poisoned like those are my (laughs) intrusive thoughts like that's the ugly truth of being a human being so like i i think i think we're gonna try and be as honest about this as we possibly can yeah absolutely especially as i get closer to birthing and all that stuff i'm Mm -hmm. gonna let you guys know how terrified i am of all this stuff but um at some point we might also put up like a little Q&A just to see if people have questions because mm-hmm. um, it is hard to hear sometimes about like preg- like real pregnancy stuff and like really trying to get pregnant and fertility and what it's like and the harsh reality mm-hmm. of instead of this like perfect filter over yeah. everything. 
So I might do that at some point and then just answer some questions. It probably won't be like a whole thing. I don't know that we'll even get that many questions, but we'll see how that goes. And again, if you're interested, let us know at let's manifest that on Instagram or let's manifest that at gmail.com. Or if you, if you were following me on Instagram, then you already knew who this was. <laughs> you lucky ducky. <laughs> so you can follow me at Cody.Don, C-O-T-Y dot Don, um, and get pregnancy updates now. Or if you want to follow me and look at my little book reviews, which are not as exciting as Cody's pregnancy, you can follow me at zombie underscore mom, Z-O-M-B-Y underscore M-O-M. Yeah. And despite what my username may suggest, I don't have children. <laughs> Just kitties. Just kitties. <laughs> All right, guys. Do you have anything else? Nope, I'm good. Cool. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.